Welcome in. This is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Larry and Chad. We know you've been waiting all week for this. Kevin has been great, but the Palmetto Real Estate Pros are here. So thank you for your patience. Glad you're joining us live this Friday morning. Remember, you can also join us uh, if you don't get a chance to hear the whole show at palmettorealestatepros.com on our podcast. And we have a great show lined up for you. Mr. Wise One, Larry Jordan is also here. How are you? I am doing awesome on this wonderful, warm Friday. Well, if you're not awake yet, walk outside for a moment. It'll wake you up. That's right. Hit hit the uh, hit hit the uh, alarm clock if you're sleeping, and uh, get up out of bed. Go outside. You'll wake up quickly. So, <laughs> um, we've got a great uh, show today. We we got a wonderful guest, uh, Melissa Sprouse Brown, is with us. Hello, Melissa. How are you today? Hey, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. A true veteran of radio. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yes. So uh, Melissa is joining us. She is uh, running for um, the uh, mayor, mayor position in West Columbia, which is exciting. And uh, or maybe it we'll is. get your perspective on that. <laughs> it's exciting and not exciting sometimes, but it's it's great to have new folks coming in and, and running for office. I think it's great for folks who are in office because it keeps everybody honest and you have to like stay active and like you can't just rest on your laurels because someone is always behind you with good ideas absolutely so melissa we're going to talk about um what's what brought you to this place to want to run for office and um to kind of give you guys a a little bit of a, a bio melissa's been in real estate so we're going to talk about more than just running for mayor i'm sure because there's a lot going on in the real estate industry right now as well um as you guys know if you're following the news the fed decided to hold interest rates um you know, at the high rate, but it's it's held. At least it's not going up right at the moment. Which and is wonderful. Yes. I was not looking forward to another rate increase for the folks that I'm working with as buyers. That's right. So, and none of us want that. And no. so, you know, the, the, they're trying to get this inflation, uh, core inflation to 2%. And we're not there yet. It's nope. uh, We're, we're going to be a minute before we get there. And uh, so... I don't think the pain is over yet, but in the meantime, people still need to buy houses. People still need to sell their house. And there's still a shortage. That's right. And so, um, you know, this is why we're here, right, to kind of tell you that, you know, there's no need to go bury your head in the sand and get fearful of, uh, you know, the, the world's falling apart, the country's falling apart. Um, actually, we could make some case for some things, but we'll we'll hold that, um, you know, with some nonsense things. That's longer things. than this show, Yes, I think. we don't have time for that right now. So, <laughs> But there's people that want to make change, and that's why you're here, why you're running for office. And uh, we wanted to talk about that. But before we do, I want to give folks a quick little update. Like, you, you I'm not going to go through all the details, but you've been a HomeSnap top producer. Um, Zillow. Best um, of Zillow. Best of Zillow, which is pretty impressive right i heard that zillow just bought um follow-up uh, boss follow-up boss guess why they want all the data it's data 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 of course they're, and they're gonna want all of our data for free we give them the data and then they do what professionals that represent people anyway yeah we they sell it, it back to us they sell it back to us yes for for fees yep um, and you also um, have been the top 8% of, of CMLS, which is our local MLS, the multiple listing service here. I've moved up. I'm in the top four now. Top four? Top 4%. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Thank you. I stay busy. It's wonderful. A- exactly. And uh, and you're running for mayor also. Yes. <laughs> well, She's got nothing to do. Right. I don't sleep. <laughs> so you're not one of these, uh, you know, um, 
trust fund babies that don't do anything. No, absolutely not. You had to work for it. I've absolutely had to work for it. I can tell you um, that I come from a very humble background. Well, that's 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 what we need. Folks that are working in the fields, doing things. And um, I think we got a caller on the line. Is it Dan? Okay, Dan, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. I'm doing well. Thank you. Great. Um, I I have a question that uh, I I bet you guys might be able to shed some light in answering. And it uh, it's not a topic that has been brought up, but uh, I was listening and thought, hey, this would be a good time to call and ask this question. It's about real estate, obviously. Um, Great. So I purchased a uh, a home, a, a, a kind of a turnaround home. I was going to rent it. I purchased it in uh, the end of January last year and have been, you know, renovating it myself, uh, hiring out different folks to do stuff, you know, replace the roof. It was a real fixer-upper, and um, we've done a real good job. It's pretty – it's almost there. It's at the one-yard line, and I don't really want to rent it out um it's it's in sumter uh it's not in an ideal location i would just be more worried that it could be uh could get destroyed and and this and that um and so i want to sell it now my question is this i've tried to research tax implications on it and i think i've got a good handle on it but um if i if i sell it if i do not hold it more than 12 months then the irs considers me a home dealer and therefore i am taxed at ordinary income tax plus i have to pay self-employment tax no what here's what i would say to you dan first off is none of us are accountants okay so talk to your accountant first you know and if you want some advice after the show you feel free to call us and we can point you in some directions but um that's something that the I don't think with one house you're going to be tagged a dealer. I mean, we buy and sell properties. We're we're doing three rehabs right now, and we're not listed as a dealer because we talked to the the um, accountant before when we started, and and they make that designation um, on your tax when you when you do your taxes. So okay. I don't, I don't want to tell you 100 percent what's going to happen because yeah. I don't know how you file, but I think that's something that is not going to typically happen just from rehabbing a house now you would have a short short-term capital gains um and you you know know, your basis and all that would have to be figured but once you figure all Mm -hmm. that then you can pretty easily figure out what your tax implications on that house are going to be right and one question uh, that i would have for you is did you purchase it as an individual or did you purchase it through an llc or another type of entity um we i opened an llc before i purchased it and Everything has been going through this LLC. Okay, so that... uh, and it, it's we have an LLC, a, a totally separate tax identification number. So that's one of the things that I do. I've got a, a, a partner, and uh, we we do uh, fix and flips um, all the time. Actually, we've got two going right now, um, and uh, you know we we see that um, you know it comes out at the end of the year on a K one um, for our, our personal taxes. Um, so, okay. um, I mean, certainly, you know, his advice is, um, hundred percent sound, um, you know, check with your accountant, your tax attorney, um, to make sure your personal implications are, are what they need to be. Um, but for us, I mean, we, we do see short-term gains. Um, our typical turnaround on a flip is about three months. So, yeah. We, yeah. We I don't have that. a tax attorney, unfortunately. I've always done, um, 
TurboTax myself, but I'm definitely not going to be doing that this year. All right, at least get uh, somebody to, to help you year. with the, the details, and um, for sure. So that's great news. So congratulations on the house, and uh, we hope you, the sale goes goes through without uh, you know with the least pain as possible. Uh, but but it's a good time <laughs> to be selling stuff. I mean, the inventory is so low. It needs I, I, to be on the market. Right, and if you um if you've done all the work and it's uh, looking that good, I, I feel confident if it's priced right, it's going to sell. So. Congratulations yeah. on that, Dan, and we wish you the very, very best on that. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I think we're up against a uh, a break here, and so when we come back, we'll talk about uh, some people running for office and why a real estate agent may be a great person to uh, to go into to uh, local politics. So, uh, Melissa, if you can join us, stay with us for the whole show because we got a lot I'm to here. talk about. I'm yours. All right. Well, hold on, folks. We'll be back shortly. State Palmetto real estate pros. Chad's having a senior moment. Yes, it's, it's, it's okay. It's real estate. It's Palmetto real estate pros. <laughs> so uh, we, we'll get there eventually. We'll make it through the show. Glad you're joining us. And uh, we we had a great caller that uh, asked about uh, rehabbing a house, tax implications, and uh, this is why we always tell folks: look, if you're if you've got tax questions legal questions we can give you uh principles we can point you in the right direction but we're not um we we're not accountants and we're not attorneys and we don't want to be you know we're we're in real estate so if you got those questions you can certainly call us and uh, we'll we'll help you any way we can but we don't want to give you legal or tax advice uh, because you know that's not our our field and we've seen a lot of stuff and we've been through a lot of stuff so we can give you our personal experiences but um, but this is good. So if you have a question or comment, uh, and there, we have a lot to talk about today, you can call us at 803-799-TALK. That's 803-799-8255. And uh, we want to jump right in and talk to uh, to Melissa. And, uh, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about, we'll, we'll talk about real estate some, but before we get too far into it, because I know what can happen, we'll talk about real estate and not talk about you running for mayor. And well, I want to make sure we talk about that. That's I know okay that. Too. I know. So, but I want to talk about because it's interesting to me because we've had a couple folks, um, you know, mayors and people on the show, and it, and it really does affect um, affect us in the industry and and the folks that are working, you yes. know, in these in these in these counties, towns, municipalities, states, etc. And the local level is so important because that's where your your permitting your you know all the the things that make a town and a city a place where people want to be a lot of it comes from the people that are in those places the the town council the city councils they can make your life um you know really wonderful and sometimes they can kind of make it you know very difficult a difficult place to be and uh, we're our office is in west columbia and so we've been there for since uh I mean when we first opened our office we were in West Columbia. Wonderful. Yeah, so a number of years. Yeah. I'm I think, glad glad you chose our community to be there. That's right. So that's tell what we want. 
Exactly. I mean, so uh, we've 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 had a great experience, and uh, you know, it leads us to a great question: What made you decide to run for mayor um, in in uh, West Columbia? Well, that's a, that is a great question. Um, I really care about our community. I'm, as I mentioned earlier, I'm from a small town. I'm from Spartanburg, which used to be a whole lot smaller than it is now. Right. Um, and I love the feel of West Columbia as a small town. Now, we built our home there in 2005 along the banks of the beautiful Saluda River. And I was blown away at what a pristine location that was. And it was so close to town. I mean, it was just a. It's like a hidden gem over there. It is a hidden gem. It's a little unhidden now because <laughs> right. of all the construction on I twenty six that you can see our neighborhood from the highway now. Mm. Oh, that's so wonderful. we're a little more exposed than we used to be. Um, but I love where we live, and I want to make West Columbia the the best version of itself that it can be. Um, you know, I'm a small business owner, um, and I believe in small government. Um, one of the things that's interesting you may not know is that I've dedicated a lot of time to West Columbia. So um, I served for eight years on the Beautification Foundation as a chairman, um, and we did a lot of projects, um, big fundraisers to help beautify West Columbia. And I think that's an important piece of economic development is that, just as you said, people want to be places where it's nice. Right. So um, we spent a lot of time and effort to do things like Tribute for Trees, um, the Taste on the River, um, which is a wonderful event um, and has raised a lot of money uh, for beautification efforts. So I, I think that, you know, doing things like that to give back to your community are important. Um, but I think that we need to, um, you know, have a change at the top. Well, and um, having change is part of life. You know, that's part of what happens. You know, no one is in a place forever because all of us have this thing that we're all running toward at some point and um, we're not here forever right so kind of tell us though your perspective i know you if you're running for the office you you've obviously investigated what the office entails and so uh kind of explain for folks that are listening what a mayor does in west columbia because i know some places are different you know the mayor has a lot of power in some places and in other places, it's it's more limited, just kind of more, um, you know, advisory or, you know, I don't know if that's a great word for it, but kind of tell us how it works in West Columbia. Well, it, it's uh, not a strong mayor system. It's a weak mayor uh, council form of government. Um, so there are eight districts and then there's the mayor. So the mayor is council member number nine. Right. So um, the, the the real power lies with the city administrator. So the, the mayor can um, can shape policy, um, but I think the, the mayor is, uh, you know, a cheerleader for our town to, to, you know, say, here's what's wonderful about it and here's where we want to go. Um, but, you know, it is it's not one of those uh, forms of government like you see maybe in uh, New York or Chicago where the mayor is the, the, the true power. It's the city administrator in West Columbia. Right. And so what what how do you how do you perceive affecting change as a mayor in West Columbia? Well, you have the platform, you've got a voice. Right. You've got a voice and people will listen to you for the for the title. And the mayor is the person that's actually elected by the people. That's right. And that's important. That's because, extremely important. Exactly, <laughs> because the people have said, "Hey, we want this person to be our representative, mm-hmm. the voice of the people." Right. And so Whoever that is, if that would be you, you would have that opportunity. And, you know, I think one of the things that we see that's a challenge or what's 
I say disappointing to folks is when we elect folks to these positions and then we don't feel like our voice is heard. That's key for me. I'm so glad you said that because I think hearing people and considering what they're saying is of the utmost importance. And I, I've seen it done differently in West Columbia and, and it bothers me. Um, I, um, I saw, saw something happen with um, a group of senior citizens who wanted to be heard at a council meeting. Um, there were three older ladies in their 80s, um, and they it was last year they wanted to talk about redistricting, which had just happened or was happening in the city of West Columbia, and they were being moved to a different district. The line had moved, so they were going to lose their councilman and end up with a different one, and they didn't want it. So um, there had been a, a previous meeting um, for the first reading of this redistricting, and then there was a, a second meeting, um, the, you know, the second reading, and these three uh, ladies wanted to be heard. Uh, sitting in the front row, um, one lady was holding up her papers. You have to hear me. I know the rules. Um, and interestingly, she had uh, previously served um, in the state legislature um, from the York County area. So um, she's a educated person knew the knew the system and how it should work right. and the rules Ab- of decorum all those things oh absolutely absolutely i think she just wanted to be heard for five minutes um but she wasn't allowed to be heard further she was told to sit down and be quiet and she kept talking because she wanted to be heard and she was forcibly removed by the police at the and you know what's crazy is we're seeing this more and more i mean folks on the you know i've seen the you've seen it i'm, I'm, sure. I'm not on tiktok but i've seen the nope, videos the youtube all those things that uh you know where where folks are trying to make their voices heard in communities they live in with people they elected and they're shut down yes it's and, not right and it, it happens at the the council level it ha- happens at the school board level um where people are not allowed to be heard and i think that that's what democracy is all about that you have a voice and you have the ability to use it whether we agree with you or not is is another story but i think if you want to be heard you should be heard exactly so anyone running for for office um, you know, if, if you've ever considered it, if you're a business person, I mean, I would encourage folks to, to look at the, uh, look at the opportunities around you. And, you know, I, and I you know, this is kind of with us, like, right, we're busy. We're, we're all very busy. And it's like, yes. Oh my gosh, you kind of throw your hands up. I don't have time for this. I really, you know, somebody needs to do something. <laughs> you know, usually that means you're the point, the fingers pointed back at yourself, um, and we need to get involved. People who say see the problems are the exact people who need to get involved. Well, you're exactly right. And I, I find that to be a really salient point because, you know, if you don't stand up, what right do you have to complain, right? I mean, you've got, you've got to do something. You need somebody to take a stand. And you, you mentioned earlier um, that some people may think that the country's moving in the wrong direction. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Um, but the only people who can affect change... It's us, right? I mean, if if we feel something is wrong and don't take the initiative to stand up and do something, then, you know, that's a shame. Absolutely. We're in a very important position in in real estate. We're dealing with people, and people tell us all the time what they want or what they don't want. People tell us areas they want to go based on a lot of reasons, one of those being politics. Correct, and we we forget that our government is unique. Of the people, for the people, by the people, all those kind of things. Absolutely. And then sometimes I think we just forget how important 
those people are to us as individuals. Right. Well, you, you, you make an interesting point because, you know, all in this room, we're all in the real estate business except for Brian. Um, but that's Sorry, okay. Brian. We can get you there, Brian. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I deal with buyers all the time who, who want to know what are the taxes here? What are the schools like? Yes. Uh, and these are things that are affected by your elected officials, that's right? Correct. Because they can control uh, to a degree um, what the taxes are, um, what's happening in the school system and so forth. Um, and, and that matters to a buyer. Yes. Well, these are things that we see all the time. I mean, maybe not come like, hey, tell me about the political structure in your area. It's not like that, but it's taxes, it's schools, all those things. Uh, safe is an area. Right. Uh, safe is an area. That's Absolutely. a big one for a big uh, one. And elderly people want to make sure there's something close to them to get the groceries and right. shopping. When, when we're looking at, right. um, uh, you know, like multifamily or commercial properties, we, one of the things we always look at when we're going into an area is the, the crime in the area. And we've actually called um, the counties before the the offices and and the places where we want to go say tell me about what's going on here and sometimes they'll just tell you don't move here don't put anything here what a statement that is for an area and uh, luckily we we don't have that in west columbia i mean there's pockets well, probably we everywhere have more than you think and i would love to revisit that when we come back from the next break um, because they, that's a discussion that needs to be had well definitely let's let's talk about that and um, we'll talk about uh, also on the other side you know how real estate brought you to this point how you think that being an agent you know is is uh is a good thing has 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 informed you on making this decision to run and so um awesome how much time we have Ten seconds. Oh, we got plenty of time. So, folks, I'll just remind you as we close out this segment <laughs> that you need to go to our website if you have any questions or want to listen back to this show, palmettorealestatepros.com. Join us in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Right back. Pros. I got it right that time. You got it's it right. It's the Palmetto Real Estate You're Pros. A pro, Chad. That's right. We are a real estate show. And uh, we have Melissa Sprouse-Brown with us. If you're just joining us, welcome in. She is a candidate for mayor in West Columbia, a real estate agent, has had um, home care for seniors, Yep. had a radio show yep. on The Point. Um, yep, the Senior Smart Show, talking not, about issues in senior care. That's right. So uh, glad you joined us. And you can reach us live if you have a question or comment for Melissa or for us at 803-799-TALK. That's 803-799-8255. And remember also, you can join us after the show if you don't get the show or you only have part of the show, palmettorealestatepros.com. I think I did all that right this time. You did it perfect. Okay, good. That's that's wonderful news. So I'll give you an A. Melissa, before we went on a break, we were talking about um, crime and uh, things that affect people's li- life and um, you know their well-being, I guess, living in the local area we're specifically speaking about west columbia but the things that we can talk about i mean they apply to any community that you live in right and so what have you found out because uh, you know i when i think about where we where our office is mm-hmm. i think you know it's a pretty safe area it's uh we've had a few instances here and there with uh you know people walking by the building things like this that that you know some problems but for the most part it's been really good we've had a good experience tell us what you're finding on the when you look at the back end you know when you open up the hood 
you know, I was living in a bubble. I did not know what I needed to know uh, about the uh, the crime situation, the homelessness situation. Um, you know, I live in a, a very nice neighborhood. I'm very blessed to, to live there. Um, but at the top of my street, um, there are about uh, three motels, hotels, two of which are less than desirable. Um, and I knew that there were a lot of police calls, um, but that's the number one location for police calls in the city of West Columbia are those two hotels. Um with uh, drugs and uh, other issues uh, that are happening there. Um, but, you know, I was at a candidate forum with, uh, with my opponent, and he made a statement that shocked me. I, I was sitting beside him, and I wrote it down on my paper when he said, we have an extreme gun violence and gang problem in the city. And I thought, where is that? In our city. In our city. Wow. And I'm like, where is it? I mean, I, I, I didn't think that that was even a thing. So I started to do some research, um, which is something you do when you're trying to sell a neighborhood. You want to know what, what you're dealing with because buyers and sellers might have questions for you. Um, so uh, one of the first things I did was check into the West Columbia Police Department and see what their crime statistics looked like, um, what their response times were. And the average response time for the West Columbia Police Department is about six and a half minutes to respond to a call. Um, now, I heard from the current mayor of Casey, which is a similarly sized city, you know, our sister city there, um, that their average response time is about two and a half minutes. So I, I'm not sure why the response time is so different, uh, because four minutes, three, four minutes is a, is a big deal. When that can be life and death. When something's happening, right? So um, so I think there's some work to be done there. Um, but I support our police greatly. Um, I love that they put their lives literally on the line for us every moment every of every day. day that they're on the job. Um, and uh, I've always been a law and order person. Um, I, uh, when I went to Carolina, um, I studied criminal justice. Um, and minored in journalism and always thought I wanted to chase criminals and write about it. And interestingly enough, I have, I have done just that, um, which has been kind of fun. Um, but uh, the, the thing that, that kind of got me in doing the additional research, have you guys ever heard of a website called Neighborhood Scout? Yes. Right. Okay. Well, you should check out West Columbia on Neighborhood Scout. It's an interesting and depressing thing to do. Um, so they have all these um, uh, metrics for different neighborhoods. And they have them all across the country. So if you are on Neighborhood Scout and you look up West Columbia, there's a, a tab for, for crime, right? And they have a rating scale of 1 to 100. 100 is the safest neighborhood in the country, and 1 is one of the least safe. What do you think the number is for West Columbia? I would have, I would, uh, it would just be a, a guess. So tell us what, what, what you found. We're a 1. Wow. We are a 1. Uh, they compare us to Chicago, Detroit, oh my word, San Francisco, Portland. So, is, does this uh, neighborhood scout? Because I haven't, I, I've heard of it, but I've not been on it. Is, is it uh, by neighborhood or just the city general? Um, Take the city per in, capita. You, you can you can look at that any way that you want, um, but it, it likes to drill down by zip code. Um, okay, and it can do cities. Right, so you can do cities. So one of the things that was um, troublesome to me is that um, you are more likely to be a victim of a crime, be it a property crime or a violent crime, in the city of West Columbia. I think the, the 
I forget the exact number, but it was a, it was a low number um, compared to like all of the state of South Carolina. Your chances of being a victim of crimes like one in ninety five. Um, so when compared to cities of similar size and larger sizes, um, we're faring badly. Um, motor vehicle theft is a big thing in West Columbia. Property crime is a thing. Um, murder, not so much, but we still have violent crimes. Um, so I, I'm concerned by that, and I think that attention needs to be paid so that we can improve our statistics because, you know, I live there. I have people that I care about that live there. Um, we have a large senior population in West Columbia, and seniors are greatly concerned about safety. Um, and I think that that's something that really needs attention. Absolutely. And, you know, what? what's uh, interesting is, you know, and, and I'm speaking for ourselves, you know, we look at this, we look at data all the time, you know, about crime and statistics. But when you live in an area, sometimes you forget that, hey, I should check the area I live. Right. And uh, we haven't done that. And uh, we we should because, I mean, think about it, the properties that we have in West Columbia that we own, multifamily or commercial or whatever, this makes a big, big difference because uh, not not just on the uh, the safety, safety is the first thing, but also on the, uh, the sellability for businesses coming into an area, if they see those statistics, they'll look at that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, if we have a choice between here and the other city, then, you know, we're going to go to the other one. And All we, things being equal. And we, and we don't want that. No, we, we don't want that. We, we don't want that. And uh, another thing that we have going on in West Columbia is we, we're starting to develop a, a homeless problem. Um, you know, that uh, yes. intersection right by I-26 uh, and 378, you know, there's a, <clears throat> pardon me. There's a Waffle House, and there's a McDonald's, and there's a church on the corner, and there's a Starbucks. Um, I drove past that church yesterday, and they have a front entrance and a side entrance, and I observed a, a man sleeping on the stoop of the church. Wow, and, and that's it, not good. That's that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, and these are these are definitely things that uh, that a uh, a good. Um, city council, good mayor, good folks that are wanting to to affect change can definitely start to address. And and I really haven't heard it being addressed. And maybe the reason why is because it's easier not to talk about things that are hard. Well, you, I I think that's a good point. And the you know being in the real estate business, you know making sure people have homes is of the utmost importance to to us. I'm I'm sure it is um, to you guys. Um, but homelessness is complicated. There are lots of reasons why people may become homeless, right? And it could be uh, a mental health issue. It could be a drug addiction. Um, it, it could be financial. So there are lots of reasons that people become homeless. You know, what's amazing is uh, several years ago, uh, a, a gentleman that worked with us, we were driving down the road, and um, it was further down. And it's actually in West Columbia, and West we saw Columbia. this guy pushing a buggy. And uh, we were like, um, he said, that's my brother. And we were like, what? What? Let's go get him. Yeah. He said, don't worry about it. We've tried. We've tried to get him off the street. He refuses to uh, go into a shelter. He ref he likes to live this way. And it was shocking to me. It's like, who would want to? But there is an element that something's going on, whether it's mental illness or, or drug addiction. Um, but we have to find places that's safe 
And so people aren't just wandering around on the streets. Well, we do. And, you know, talk about the guy pushing the buggy. Uh, I, I saw this week two people uh, who were pushing shopping carts up McSwain Drive. Um, they had been campers. Uh, so I guess that's what you'd call them, campers, um, near the hotels at the top of the street. Um, but they had been, you know, uh, moved on from their location. So, and this, you know, the lady, she had a shopping cart full of picture frames. I I don't know if she's going to sell them or you, you put your pictures up in the woods. I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> right. um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's an issue. And, I mean, when you see these homeless encampment encampments, um, you know, th- that's going to be a bad scene with, with trash and sometimes drugs and, um, you know, lots, lots of issues there that, you know, some of that I think has been pushed across the river towards us. Um, that, that, and, that could be, and if and if we have solutions for it, I think you know developing community partnerships um, with people for transitional housing, um, or you know, especially in a city the size of West Columbia, building a new neighborhood is going to be hard, right? So I mean, we got to look at infill development, that sort of thing, uh, rehabbing homes and so forth. Um, but I would think that um, you know if we could have some sort of place that would be helpful for people for people who were on the edge who are close to being homeless, right? So, you know, you talk about uh, low-income housing or workforce housing. Um, having those sorts of things, I think, are important to keep people off the street. Absolutely. And, folks, if you just joined us, we're talking to Melissa Sprouse-Brown, real estate agent, instructor. Uh, boy, you have such a long list of, uh, of things. <laughs> and uh, basically, you know, you're a doer. You're you're a doer. You're not a thinking about her. You're a doer. Thank she you. sure she doesn't sleep. That's right. And so uh, running for mayor in West Columbia, and uh, we're we're talking about real estate. We're talking about uh, things going on in the city that we all sitting here around the table live and work in in West Columbia. And so uh, if you have any questions or comments, please call us eight zero three seven nine nine talk. That's eight zero three seven nine nine eight two five five and um when we've got about a minute or so but when we come back melissa we'll we'll kind of talk about some of these things going on but i want to talk a little bit about um a major uh, like you could call it a landmark decision that affects real estate (laughs) definitely so it's huge and and uh if you folks out there listening if um if you know what we're talking about certainly you can come uh we'd we'd love for you to join us and maybe give a little bit of our perspective on on uh, what just happened this week and um you know i mean it's a major decision so um but before we do that remember to go to palmetto real estate com if you want to listen online this will be available after the show probably by uh late today tomorrow something like that um and this is a good show you want to take a listen to because you know we we all live in communities wherever you live you live in a community even if you live out in the country there's people that affect what goes on in that place things that you can and can't do and uh, melissa we got we're coming up against a break but this is exciting right uh west columbia passed an ordinance where you can have chickens now i heard uh, uh-huh. several years ago so uh but when we come back we'll get into more serious business Hold on through the break. We'll be back shortly. And we're back. This is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Chad and Larry. And we have Melissa Sprouse-Brown in the house today hey running guys. for mayor in West Columbia, real estate agent, realtor, um, senior care um oh, how would you define I am, that i am not a realtor i am not a member of the association okay 
Um, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, that Redfin, one of, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a lot of things going on. Let's let's transition to real estate, shall we? Yes. Yeah. Just for a minute, because we were talking on the other side of the break. And um, if you missed it, go to our podcast, palmettorealestatepros.com. But the um, the homelessness issue, you know, there's a lot of things that we can't solve here on the radio show. But this is when you need to go check out the candidates running, check out the people that are currently in office and ask them the questions. What are we doing about this? How how are we moving forward? What are the solutions that you have on the table? Because this helps us make decisions on who we want to put in put in offices. And um, but we're as we talk about real estate, um, there is a, a lot going on right now. We mentioned um Uh, about a lot of the controversy happening before we knew what was going to happen. There was a major case that's been out there percolating for some time. Um, And even before, um, you know, years ago, there was a NAR, National Association of Realtors, case with the Department of Justice, DOJ, and they had come up with a settlement. And, you know, the settlement had kind of been agreed to, the terms of it, all these things. And then when the Biden administration came in, they said, uh, we're not going to abide by the agreement that was previously worked out by the Trump administration. Um, the They, NAR sued, went to court, and they won and said, you have to abide by the things that you, everyone signed off on this, you agreed to it, you're going to live by it. So now we had additional cases where there was class action lawsuit with uh, against the major uh, I don't know how many several major you know Keller Williams Caldwell Banker maybe there's a couple of them out there but yeah Remax was was one of them Uh, anywhere um, you know they were a couple of the places anywhere and Remax settled uh, for millions and millions of dollars outside of court but there were still several um, you know companies in there wanting to defend themselves against this um, antitrust case and um, what's amazing is everyone that I know of Melissa I don't know if you heard the same thing was like oh this is going to be you know we're going to win this case the realtors I, yes I kept hearing that it's a slam dunk there's right no a slam way. dunk there's right. no way there's no collusion no it's not and, a conspiracy and for folks that are out there listening you're like what are they talking about I mean so real estate commissions this is the this is the issue so the suit was about um, that these companies and National Association of Realtors had con- colluded together to keep real estate commissions high. That was the case. Like you've you've put in place these things that make the commission high, and the seller has to pay, you know, uh, inflated commissions. Right, because they're paying both sides. Right, so right. the buyer's agent and the seller's agent are paid out of the proceeds of the sale. And that's, at least in our market, always a negotiable item. It's always negotiable. That's why everyone's like, well, how can that be collusion? Because I could charge 6%. I right. could charge 4%. I could charge 1%. We could do 10%. You could charge 20%. It's whatever you and the client agree on. And how you want to split with the other side. Right. And so you could split it if, I mean, let's just say it's a high commission, 10%. It's a commercial deal or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey... We'll get uh, 3% and we'll pay the other side, you know, the difference. You know, it doesn't have to be split 50-50. It's everything in the whole thing is negotiable. 
So it's odd that... Um, and it's disclosed in writing because in real estate, anything that is uh, verbal does not count unless it's a, a lease of a year or less. So it's got to be in writing. It, it has to be in writing. And, and uh, not only the, the seller side, but the buyer side is disclosed. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's how we get... We're compensated. Our compensation is in the agreement. And so it's, this is why everyone said, hey, this is, this is how it's going to probably go out. But if you watch the news... It did not happen that way. Oh, no. I mean, it was a huge case that, uh, you know, and, and the, the the real estate agents, NAR, National Association of Realtors, lost the case to the tune of $1.8 billion with a B. Right, and I think that that's going to be tripled, right? Treble, treble, treble damages. Treble damages. So let me make it $5 billion. How, how does a company like a Keller Williams uh, or even the Association of Realtors, how do you survive if you have to pay that, I mean, I know it's going to be appealed for eternity, but I mean, a five billion dollar judgment, I think, would put an end to it. That's right. And we were talking uh, before we started the show today that what was interesting as well is the jury deliberated for like two and a half two hours. hours. It was just insane, and so mm-hmm. you know, Over a it's two week trial. It's going to be appealed, but still, I mean, it's they're sending shockwaves throughout the industry. What does this mean? And um, I don't think we know yet. I mean, we we just got to wait and see. And we're going to be years in the making as as this continues through appeals and all these things. Well, further, that same attorney, the instant that the decision came down, he turned around and filed another case, same case, same concepts against other national brands like uh, Weikert um, and EXP and United and a couple of other of the big guys. Exactly. And so um, guess who wins on these cases typically? The attorney. The attorney. <laughs> the, the attorney <laughs> right. He right. gets paid. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is like, uh, it's like blood in the water. Yeah, he saw, oh, cash cow, let me go for this right. again. And guess who else raised their hand and said, hey, we want to come back in this. The DOJ, uh-huh. Department of Justice, came back and said, we know we were told we can't do this, but, but we're going to. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, there there's a lot of things going on in the industry. Look, real estate's not going away. No. Uh, we can promise you people are still going to buy and sell properties. And, um, you know, what... You know, we're on the inside, so, you know, you could say, well, this is biased, and, and I guess in some ways it is, but at the same time, we know what it was. If we've been in the industry a while. It didn't, it didn't, it wasn't like this before, right? right? It, it was a different, you were a subagent. Right. We knew what it was like before. There was no representation, and there was a term that was very clear, like uh, caveat emptor or whatever, yeah, buyer, buyer, beware. buyer beware. And so buyers had no representation. Everyone represented the seller. Right. And you think about this. I'm representing, I'm working with Brian. He wants to buy a house, right? And um, he has no representation whatsoever. We all work for the seller. Yeah, no one's looking out for his best interests, which I think is a wonderful thing when you have a buyer's agent because that that's your person, right? Unless you have dual agency when you also represent the seller. Exactly. So th- this is going to, we're going to see this play out. And uh, if you haven't looked it up, if you type in, um, you know, was realtor it, settlement or anything or like it, that. Sitzer Burnett yeah. versus National Association of Realtors. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ketchman. Is it Ketchman? Ke- Ketchman. Ketchman. What a guy he is. Um, He's a genius. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, you know, class action, you gather a bunch of people together and say, don't you feel like you were wronged? Don't you feel like you were taken advantage of? And after the fact, I mean, you know, that works in politics, doesn't it? Oh, sure. <laughs> Don't you think you need change in your life? I mean, so we see this over and over again. The real estate industry, I mean, I've seen it a, a lot of times, too, as real estate values go up. 
you know, obviously the higher the real estate values are, the more potential commission is going to be out there. And so, uh, you know, it's like, hey, they're making a lot of money, not realizing all the things that go into that money. Well, further, I mean, if values are going up, other things are going up as well. I mean, we're in, a, in an inflation environment where uh, everything's gone up, groceries, gas, you name it. That's right. I mean, so everything is higher and real estate, and we've talked about as many times on the show, real estate is going to continue to go up as inflation goes up. Real estate will go up in value. It, it, it's a, it's a um, fixed asset. And so they can devalue our money all they want with the Federal Reserve. It just means in the, the price of, of, of the core products like your, your food, energy, uh, housing, all that's going to stay up as long as inflation is really high mm-hmm. um, because it's like a real thing. It's a real thing. You yeah. know, it's, it's not pretend. It's like brick and mortar. It's, it's real. And that's one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm t- telling buyers is that they're like, well, interest rates are too high. I want to wait till they come down. One, they may not come down. Um, and two, while you're waiting, your landlord is building his wealth. Hmm. That's right. Right. Uh, yeah, the landlord and, you know, the prices of the house. And this is what we tell folks the same thing is, look, if you're needing to buy, figure out how to make it work. You know, go ahead and get pre-qualified. Get, talk to lenders now because waiting is usually not the option. And fascinating thing we went through, um, you know, earlier this year was the price of houses since 1960. Mm-hmm. If you've ever looked at that, you'll know why you need to go ahead and do it now. You need to do it now if, if you're even thinking about it. Because, you know, when it was so competitive in the, you know, 2 and 3% interest rates, um, you're up against sometimes, you know, a lot of other people, 20, 30 offers on the same house. You're having to bid, you know, ten or 20000 over asking, pay an appraisal gap and so forth. Um, and a lot of people got shut out. So now is a good time to circle back because there's less competition on the buyer's side. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, look, you got three realtors here. We're telling you um, based on our expert opinion. And uh, but look, we've been around, seen it long enough to know this is kind of what we've seen and this is what happens. And so waiting is, is rarely the right move when you're looking at buying houses, even if the market goes down, if that were to happen it does come back. You know, it, it, it kind of, there's cycles and we're in a cycle now. It right. won't last forever, but we don't know how long it'll last. So if you're, if you're on the fence, go ahead and do it now. Talk to a professional. And, um, Melissa, we only got a few seconds. Give folks your, your website where they can go get more information about you as we, we round out the show today. Well, sure. Um, the uh, political website is melissaforweco.com. That's melissaforweco.com. And then I am Melissa Sprouse Brown with South Carolina Realty, SC Realty Online.com. Have a great weekend, folks.